0: It is a 12-hour show, all in support of nurses and frontline healthcare workers. It's our Healthcare Heroes 12-hour broadcast, and to help us with that, joining us on the line is MPP for Simcoe Gray, Jim Wilson. Jim, thank you for for joining us. As a guy that has been fighting very hard for so many, many, many years to make sure we have quality healthcare in our community, uh, these must be very difficult times for you.
1: Well, they certainly are, and I think for a lot of people, uh, particularly our, our nurses. And thank you to you and Mel and ninety five point one The Peak for um, celebrating Nurses Week. This is the two hundredth anniversary, as you know, of Florence Nightingale's yep. birth. And um, it's uh, it's you know, wow, what a what a special year to celebrate our nurses and our frontline healthcare workers. I mean, they truly are people that are. In day in and day out uh, during this pandemic, uh, risking their lives to save the lives of others. Uh, They're frontline heroes and you can't thank them enough. So it's terrific that you're dedicating 12 hours and uh, all that airtime to uh, letting our frontline healthcare workers know how much we appreciate them, we love them and uh, indeed we're praying for them. Um, Praying for them all the time to make sure that uh, they don't get sick. Uh, We need them. We need Mm -hmm. them there to to uh, protect our loved ones, to uh, help our loved ones recover, and uh, and think of a stress on them. I have a friend, um, my landlady in Toronto. So, as MPPs, we have apartments in Toronto, and I've had the same apartment for 30 years. And um, her granddaughter is the lead nurse at the Pinecrest home in Bob Cajun. And she's only 23 years old. Wow. She just graduated, just got her RN, been in school for years, of course, to get that, right. at university. And she just graduated in February and found herself on the front lines at Pinecrest, where, you know, that was the uh, uh, epicenter of the uh, of the COVID-19 virus for, for a long time there. Uh, over half the residents died, uh, of the 60 residents, I believe almost half died. And, um, I mean, imagine that. And, 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 and being 23 years old and, and, and having to take the responsibility of informing families that their loved ones were sick, informing families that their loved ones had passed, and uh, to really take charge and get get hold of the, of the virus, which they've managed to do at that home and, and many of our other homes. But imagine that, John, at that young age, just coming out of university and uh, being given that responsibility. Imagine the, the challenge to her mental health. And her name's Megan, and she's doing really well, and we're really, really proud of her. So, you know, it, it hits home when you know someone like that, a, a true frontline hero. You know, as politicians, we talk about heroes and we. We hand out a lot of plaques and that, but when you when you know someone firsthand and you, you get some understanding of what they're going through, it uh, it really hits home. You know, I had been Minister of Health before, too, so I know a lot about what nurses do. And uh, But you never really know what they do until you've been in the hospital for a long time or, or needed the care of a nurse for a long time and the other people in the hospital. I was in uh, Newmarket Hospital about 10 years ago. They thought I'd had a heart attack. <laughs> uh, stressful business, as you might imagine. Yes. and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it turns out I had pretty bad high blood pressure, which is under control now, um, and diabetes. And um, I was in New Martin Hospital for eight days, uh, which is kind of a lengthy period of time in this day and age. And, uh, boy, you really you really get to know your nurses well, and you certainly appreciate them. And, of course, I was in the uh, special observation unit on the cardiac floor, so I had uh, great uh, personal attention from a, a group of four nurses uh, 24-7 for almost eight eight full days. I was 24-7. So, uh, boy, you really appreciate how hard they work, especially you know, and if they're not at the patient's uh, bedside, they're they're filling out paperwork and they're on the computer and they're planning their next day and they don't get much of a break at all during a 12-hour shift.
0: It is uh, certainly something to uh, be very thankful that they are there. Uh, One of the things is them having the right tools to do the job. And, and, uh, you know, we've been talking and I know that you have been working very, very hard about making sure that our hospital is is up to standards. And it's a tiny little old building. And and my concern now is, are we going to have the time and money to still address that?
1: Well, you get the, <laughs> hit the nail on the head, and that's uh, that's my great worry. I was uh, at Parliament this week on Tuesday. We sat, of course, we we're practicing social distancing, and and uh, but yelling across the uh, the hallway, as it were, or across the aisleway uh, to the Minister of Health to uh, not forget our hospital. And Christine Elliott's been excellent that way, and she she told me again on Tuesday that she will be coming up to tour at some point, And I'm, I'm I'm I think the delay in her coming to tour our two hospitals both so Collingwood and Nelson and she did promise that almost a year ago, um, is I hope they're waiting to make a, a big announcement that right. we finally get the official green light. Behind the scenes, we've been given a number of green lights over the last uh, three years or so, but uh, but we are waiting. And, and my worry, too, is that, you know, the deficit, uh, you've got the uh, parliamentary budget officer saying it could be as high as $40 billion. When we come out of this pandemic, it was projected to be around $9 billion, so it's it's about four times what uh, what was planned. Uh, it might be up as high as four plus times as what is planned, and uh, that's not going to leave a lot of money for, for projects in the future when uh, when the provincial treasury's been hit that hard. So I do worry that we'll be set back a few more years, uh, because the money isn't there, but my job as the MPP uh, is to, uh, if, if they're spending money on building hospitals, we're long overdue, and, and you know that, and the people in our area know that, and all the hospitals around us have been done, and during my 30 years, whether it's uh, Owen Sound or Berry Hospitals has been built with it. two new Berry Hospitals. We've had an Orangeville Hospital. New Markets had several uh, hundreds of millions of dollars spent on it and renovations and expansions uh, during my time. And The, the two hospitals in Simcoe Gray haven't had much of anything done to them. and They're long overdue. They're 50 and 60 years old. Uh, they're amongst the oldest in the province. Uh, the good news is Doug Ford, uh, Christine Elliott, the Minister of Health, uh, they, they agree that they need to be done. Uh, I think it's a matter of finding the time and getting them done. But I need help on that front. I said to the hospital board last year in a private meeting that we need to make a bit more noise. One of the problems we have, John, and I know this is a former Minister of Health, is our hospital, Collingwood Hospital, Nora Holder, the nurses, the doctors, the maintenance people, everyone that keeps that place going, they're doing such a good job. If you look on the charts of performance every year uh, and efficiency, we have one of the most efficient, uh, fantastic hospitals in the province, and as a result, that kind of works against us because the Minister of Health looks at me and says to me, "Well, you have such a great hospital. Well, <laughs> carry on, but that's not fair." And, yeah, so that's what I tell her. She knows that, but <laughs> but you know, you've got to you've got you've got to make some noise. So I yeah. do ask people to uh, email the premier, email the Minister of Health, you can look up their emails real easy on on uh, you know Google these days. And, uh, and and make some, make some noise every time there's a TV commercial and you, you don't have anything to do and a lot of us uh, have a bit of spare time these days because we're all self-isolating, I hope, and not traveling unless we have to. Um, you know uh, a squeaky will gets the grease, and thats that's my message. Uh, uh, every day when I talk to people, I ask them to to help. It can't be just Jim Wilson and the hospital board and, and a few others. Uh, screaming for a new hospital. We need the entire community to do that on day on day-in and day-out
0: basis. Well, Jim, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, MPP, Simcoe Gray, Jim Wilson, uh, thank you for being here on Talk to the Town.
1: Well, thank you, John, to you and Mel, and uh, thank you to all those great nurses out there and our frontline healthcare workers.